Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. Adam Peacock here with you today, face to face with Brad Haddon. How are you feeling, Hads? Mate, I'm feeling good. I heard you thought I was in for surgery to take my bias away from the straight. <laughs> Is that true? Well, well, it didn't work. We're going to flog New Zealand 2-0 in the test series. <laughs> they're all kind of rumours. It was to take your, your New South Wales bias away. Nope, didn't It was work. to remove your Sydney Sixers bias. Nope. It was actually robbed to in dis- the final. discover, and we gave a little promo to another listener podcast last week about an ASIO spy that was working for Russia in the Cold War, that you're actually a, an operative working under the guise of an Australian lover, but really you're a Kiwi deep down. To try well, and find that out. You can wash your mouth out there. <laughs> that, that's the most offensive thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but um, it's good to see you back. Mate, you it's good, good to be back, yeah. It's good. It's been a good summer. It's been it a was. long summer. It caught uh, up with you in the end, didn't it? You just it, needed a week to recoup. Yeah, I just needed a, a week to, to get back to normality. But I'm back now. I've, mm. I've watched a bit of cricket. West Indies have been ordering again. Australia dominated the, the 2020. But, yeah, it's been a good summer. Haven't they stunk it up? after the, the, Those one day is at the end there and then the T20 where they've – they put some runs on the ball. They just can't. They just can't bowl. Well, it's interesting. It's got nothing to, to yeah. stop Australia scoring. Well, it's interesting when we look at the the twenty twenty. It's um, oh, Russell's back, Purim's back. Oh, if, if only they were in the test team. If only they were in the test team, the game would have went two days. <laughs> so yeah, it, they're in an interesting spot, West yeah. Indies cricket, because they, I, I like what they did. They took that young test team out. They they showed a bit of enthusiasm. Machine Samar Joseph, mate, he, he's been outstanding. He's getting offers all over the world since that test match. But I, I think that the West Indies need to move past the, the older players, actually. Mm. Move, move past and, and get some quality cricket into um, the younger kids. And, and then all of a sudden, maybe in a few years' time, they'll be ready. We'll get into that in greater detail shortly. We'll recap uh, the women's series against South Africa, the one-dayers. Australia won that 2-1. We've got a test match around the corner. And the under-19s, congratulations to the men's under-19s. World champions beating India in the final on Sunday night. So we'll have a little look at that and what it all means for the like some of the players that jumped out at you, Hads. I know you keep an eye on all levels of cricket in Australia, so it'll be interesting to see your thoughts on who can maybe um, make a step out of that into men's senior cricket, represent Australia going forward. Before we start, though, a big shout-out, as always, to those who have followed, subscribed, rated, and reviewed Willow Talk. We're up to 82 reviews on Apple, so inching closer to that 100 mark by the time the clocks go back. A couple more coming in on Friday. Thank you for that. First one was from DC on the GC, who said, great pod, love the chats and insights on the wonderful game we all love. Keep up the great work, fellas, and lady as well. And uh, Hassie Jr. 09 said, maximum. Love your work, guys. In-depth work into all formats with some great laughs. Alyssa has come on board and adds that perfect voice to give us the scope on the women's game. So there you go. Well, it's interesting that she's come on board. Mm. Well, both our pastors were blocked <laughs> today to come in the building and we had to borrow hers. So, um, yeah, so you might be hearing a lot more of Healy and less of us. Yes, Elisa Healy, if you're listening, <laughs> can we borrow your pass? Because yes. otherwise we can't get into uh, record, unfortunately. Yeah. And this is now your show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Will I talk with Healy? <laughs> yeah, we're just along for the ride. <laughs> now, let's start with the, uh, the T20 series. A quick uh, word on that as we sit here right now. It's after game two, before game three, and game two by 34 runs. Hobart got a lot closer than it really needed to in the end, but it was a win for Australia. The undoubted star of Adelaide, Glenn Maxwell, 
flicked a switch again all of a sudden. Maxi in and out of the news for various reasons in the news this time for an incredible innings, 120 not of 55 deliveries. Well, you can't fold him, can you? Um, that's a record, a fifth 2020 hundred, but mm. it's just the style in which he does it. He, and the one thing we've seen now, he's been a lot more con- consistent. We've seen it. He, he said after the, the World Cup, he said, I'm starting to understand my game and what works. Um, the Australian team have given him a free license to play the way he did, but he is a true entertainer um, mm. of the sport. He, he'll probably go down. I think he's our best 2020 player along with, with David Warner, but just the power he gets. Go out in the backyard or onto a ground and try to reverse sweep a ball and see how far you can get it. It'll go, it'll go about a metre and a half. <laughs> so for someone with that much talent to be able to dominate a game the way he is, um, the impact he's, he's having on, on not only that form of the game but but the way the game's being played with kids is yeah. phenomenal. He's obviously had his issues away from, you know, cre- around cricket, yeah. but like falling off the back of the cart and, you know, the, the thing in Adelaide as well when they were uh, there earlier in the season. Do you get the feeling, though, because of his extreme talent, not that they're swept under the carpet, those incidents, but they're, they're forgiven more easily as they would be for, for other players that you find? Oh, not really. I, I think it was interesting what Andrew McDonald said um, after the recent in- incident in Adelaide. He said, well, th- this is a moment where, where Max has got to sit back and, and, and start to take a, a look of, of what he wants the, the rest of his career to look like. And, and we got a glimpse into that the other night. Mm. His 100 was outstanding. But, yeah, he's had some off-field issues. That's just hope he's got all that sort of because the talent he, he offers to this game. And I, I want to go back to – the influence he has on kids. I, I turn up to cricket every sad day with my boys. They're all trying what Glenn Maxwell does. They're, they're buying the kookaburra bats. They're mm. trying the reverse sweeps. But the impact he's had, he, I've never really seen it. I've never seen that big of impact. Maybe Brett Lee, when, when he first came into the national team, but the, the impact he has on the kids and the way the game's changing from the junior level it is extraordinary. Just as long as those kids aren't bringing golf carts down and then circling the ground and maybe just falling off the back to see what that no, does. Their balance is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, their balance is a lot better. Cordial's a bit weaker than most. The, <laughs> the T20 uh, lineup for Australia looks pretty set. It looks like this pretty much is the squad that we're going to take to the Windies in America in the middle of the year to try and win a World Cup. Is Glenn Maxwell the scalp for the opposition? in that lineup or because the power base of the like Timmy Davids had some some good knocks in this little series 37 off 17 in Hobart 31 off 14 in Adelaide that it, it's shared around a little and it doesn't put that figurehead status on one player like Maxi. Well I, I think the beauty of what what Glenn Maxwell's doing in, in the Australian team now yes he, he was a phenomenal what his innings did and drove us up to to 240 but it's not all about Glenn. If he doesn't get runs, you've got power behind him in David, Stoinis. At the top order, you've got Warner, Mitch Marsh, does Steve Smith come back in? He's had a conversation. Inglis mm-hmm. is starting to understand his role now. So I think the beauty of this team now, they've got a really good balance all over the board mm-hmm. and everyone knows their role. Maxwell's role is to, to go out there and he's one of those guys who can take you from a 170 score to a 230. He's an out-and-out match winner. So He's allowed to play, but the reason he's allowed to play is, is the consistency at the top order. Mm. I, I think young Inglis has been outstanding. Mm. I, I think he's really added something to the top. Just Travis Heddle will come back in there, I imagine, with David Warner. So you've got to find a spot for Inglis or as he go back to the reserve keeper. You've got Mitch Marsh, who's been – he's been our best 2020 player over the last uh, 12 months. So the reason I think Maxwell's playing so well is – 
it's not all on him to score. Mm. You see in the stars that at times it's in Maxwell scores runs, we win. If he doesn't, we lose. Mm. That that's not the case in this Australian team. We're a well-rounded team. We've got a Stark to come back in. We've got Cummins. So it's not all put on Maxwell to score. Didn't all go perfectly in Adelaide. Australia denied a run out for not appealing. Jared Aboot again. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those that aren't quite across Jared's work, you say that like you almost expected Jared to do something like this, the umpire. So, okay, no one appealed. So is that well, fair on a minute. Is that an excuse? Hang on a minute. Yeah. Tim David said he appealed. He said, how was that? Like a little... What, 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 oh, so now you've got to appeal. It's got to be a certain volume. <laughs> decibels. What? 100 I, decibels. I just think the, this is a pointless exercise. <laughs> it, it was. for it, it didn't impact the result of the game. Yeah. Tim David said he'd appealed. The easy thing to do was turn around and go upstairs. But did he check. appeal? Did the, the umpire, the crucial thing is, did the umpire hear Tim David appeal? Well, but he said to him he did. Okay. So you've got to take the word of the player. Yeah. If you're not taking the word of a play, you're trying to make it about you. <laughs> so the simple thing to do, as I said, it didn't impact on the game. Um, the result didn't matter. But as soon as he said, oh, I appealed, he goes, I didn't hear it. You go, oh, well, I'll just go upstairs and check. Yeah, yeah. Life goes on. It doesn't have to be. The first story I seen this morning was about that and not Glenn Maxwell's 100. Yeah, fair enough. So it, the, that annoys it, it you. Could have yeah. Been, yeah, it could have been diffused. We didn't have to talk about it. didn't have to be in the paper. No impact on the game, but he appealed. He said he appealed, so you got to take his word for it. I don't know the, the ins and outs exactly of the rule, but I was led to believe, because you believe things on social media, that they can appeal all the way up to the bowler yeah. reaching the top of the mark. However, by the time bowler reaches top of mark, you've already seen the replay on the big screen. Should you be able to appeal retrospectively off something you see on the big screen? We don't have to go that far. Yeah. Tim David said he appealed. That That's as simple as it has oh, to no, be. Okay, take that out of it. No, I'm not. No? I'm not taking it out of it. <laughs> Jared, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> have you got history with Jared, do you? Oh, no, no. He's, no? A, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good man, but these things just don't need to happen. Don't, doesn't need to overshadow the game. But he had the old helmet on, so maybe he couldn't hear it. He had the water polo ears. Well, take the, ba- take the fielder's word. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. But Timmy might have been making it up. Oh, I appealed. No, he didn't. Prove well, it. Well, you know what? We'll go upstairs and I'll prove it. <laughs> You're trying to. The game's over. You don't have to. It doesn't have to impact the game and be an yeah. event. Mm. Strange things happen in Adelaide. It's not the strangest thing I've seen happen. I've done a few strange things, Adelaide. <laughs> okay. We have found some vision hats. Mm. And this is where we like. We'll get back to present issues in a moment. We have found some vision of you 10 years ago, 11 years ago at a game in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Now, this was just after the free hit. Yeah off a no-ball rule changed. There's vision of you not only backing away but basically backing off the pitch. True. Backwards, behind the stumps to try and hit Shoah Bakhtar. Explain yourself. Well, I'm going to have to go back to a couple of nights before. I can't say the night before because we'll get in trouble, so I'm going to say a couple of nights before. <laughs> right. We... It was the first time free hit had, had obviously come into the game. It had been in, in English cricket. We had a few guys that played a lot of county cricket like Hodgie and I think Matt, Matthew Elliott was there. And they said, oh, if we get one of these free hits, what are we going to do? And everyone just said, oh, let's you whack it out of the ground. He said, oh, can we kick the stumps over and go back? Can we jump behind the stumps? So there's a bit of a discussion about what we could do. Yeah. And, and I think I was out batting with James Hopes. Yeah. And what we came up with the night before, he said, let's just jump back and give ourselves time to hit it. And if it hits the stumps, we'll just take off for one. Hmm. Anyway, I got the first one and I thought, oh, no. 
<laughs> I think it was Hopes. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know, I'll just jump back behind the stumps. <laughs> and I tell you, I was that close. From, I just shanked it inside edge. If it was just a little bit more in my zone, I would have got it and, and it would have gone. But I shanked it and it, it took off. So, yeah, that that's how it all started. But you must have had times where you're sitting with your mates yeah. Um, whether over a lunch, a coffee, or a couple of beers, to say, what rule would you change, or what rule can you bend a little? NRL coaches do it every other oh, week. No. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point of being an NRL coach. I, I want to put it out to our listeners. Give us a hairbrain idea you've come yeah. up with, and they don't have to be smart ones. Ours wasn't a smart one. Ours was. Well, was it? I I'd put it down as pretty smart because you're facing the quickest bowler in the world at the time, or along with Brett Lee yep. and Shoah Bakhtar. Yeah. So by the time the ball gets to you where you ended up, yep, it's five or six k's slower. Would it? Did it feel oh, that way, or was mate, it just it, too lightning quick? Well, it, it, what it felt like, I thought, geez, am I really going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and you just, you know, when you're having those conversations mm. and you think, oh, it'll happen to someone else, then you go. Shit. It's it's almost like a dare. Yeah. But that's basically what it was. So like a dare to go to yeah. church and just let out a fart mid-service yeah. type yeah. thing. That's a dare. Yeah. Doing something like that on the international stage, that's a dare. Yeah. Well, the other one option was can we kick the stumps? Is that a dead ball? Like there were so many things thrown around. Well, on the second one, didn't show up do it a second time and he cleaned bulger. Yeah, then we ran. Then you ran. Hmm. And that was a great result. One, we got one run, and I was at the other end, so I didn't have to face him. <laughs> How did he take it, you doing that? It was a bit, he just sort of looked at his odd. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Life goes on. Was it lightning quick show of that day as well? Or was uh, it, or a was couple he, of balls were. Was he the type of bowler that if you hit him over the, the top, the next one was definitely going to be quicker? Well, uh, yeah, he was. I, I, yeah. I remember a game in uh, the UAE. He was just coming at the back end of his career. And he used to sneak halfway with his run-up. Sometimes he had a massive long run-up. Mm. And sometimes he'd turn halfway and come in. And I had a bad habit of looking down too long. Yeah. And he did it to me and I've looked up and he's about to let it go. So I sort of walked away, <laughs> threw my hands up. We had a <laughs> bit of a chat and, and I walked down to Watto and he goes, what have you done? I said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> he said, what are you going to do this for? I said, oh, I'm going to set up like it's at my head. Yeah. If it goes anywhere else. I said, oh, I'll see you back in the pavilion. <laughs> so I was lucky enough to get hold of it. But, yeah, he was, uh, he was a different league. So, again, that's that falls under the category of stupid ideas is yeah. pissing off yeah. Shoa Bakhtar, backing away just before he's about to bowl the ball. No, he, no, no. He, yeah. he, he came in early. I wasn't even watching. I had to back away. I would have eaten it if I had kept going. <laughs> he didn't do the Mitch Stark, throw the ball at him like he did a car at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of the funniest bit of vision. Mate, how good are those moments though? Yes. That's why, yeah. I, that's why I brought up the thing at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. It's like it just looks like it should be illegal, but it wasn't. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's not the only stupid thing I've done there. I, I remember breaking a finger. Yeah. And my finger was crooked. And I can't fit whether it was Shane Lee or one of my teammates. I took my glove off. He goes, oh, you've dislocated it. I was trying to put it back in. I said, oh, that's not, go that's not going in. And I found out I crushed one side of it, but we spent oh. two minutes trying to put it back oh, in. Oh, yeah, you just yeah. made it twice as yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah. Adelaide Oval. Adelaide could do that to you. <laughs> Thanks very much for that. Yeah, Fringe Festival down there. Um, <laughs> Highly yeah. Street. So let us know uh, through social media, through DMs, your uh, your ridiculous ideas mm. that you might come up with over, as Had says, a cup of coffees or a cup of sherbets. So, uh, yeah, let us know on Willow <laughs> Talk. We love hearing from you, our uh, our listeners. Yeah, back to the T20 World Cup. Where are we placed with this? Are we 
verging on favouritism for given we hold just about every other trophy in world cricket at the moment? Well, I think we are. I think what we're doing is building a great squad. Mm. Um, the competition for positions is red hot. Like Stark's got to come back in, come out. I, I think Spencer Johnson, he, he's, a, he's a really interesting one for me at the Did moment. You, you were off last week. Did you hear what Ben Horn described him as in the paper? By the way, we love Benny Horn. What do you, he goes, well, because Lance Morris is the wild thing. He called Spencer Johnson the mild thing, <laughs> which I find borderline disparaging, yeah. really. It's, well, I tell you what, he's the smiling assassin because yeah. he started the Big Bash tournament. I, I reckon he was a little bit nervous. Yeah. But by the time he, he got his confidence and into the final and, and the heat played off the back of him, he, he was bowling 6Ks quicker than from the start of the mm. tournament to the, to the back end. So I'm really interested to see what happens with him over the next couple of years. Like, okay, he, he's made his money in 2020. He's got the rewards in IPL, which he deserves. He mm. is, but is he someone we need to get in and around this test team a, a bit more? Do we need to see him playing more four-day cricket to, to mm. get his body working in that part of the game because he, he, he's at six foot three, six foot four. He swings a ball when he gets it right at 150 Ks at best. Mm. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm seeing the lights of 2020, but I'm also I'm saying I'd love to see this guy. Imagine in New Zealand overhead conditions uh, if one of the um, big three fast bowlers went down. So I'm looking at more thinking, mate, this guy could play test cricket and be the real X factor outside of these top three. Looks, looks like Nice is the guy for New Zealand. Fair enough. Fair enough. He, he, he'll suit those conditions. If the ball swings over there, he can play. It can also, with, with uh, Nisa as well, if you get overhead conditions at suit, he can easily come in and, and bat your keeper at six or still leave Carey at, at six back. Nisa at, at six and have the all-rounder option that that swings the ball to start. Um, he's mm. a, had an outstanding 12 months, not only with the ball, but his batting's matured. So I, I think that's a really so smart selector. Are you dropping the AB medalist then, are you? I didn't say that. Well, we've got to find a position for him. We can't play with 12, can we? Well, maybe that's one of the rules we can discuss over <laughs> a drink. <laughs> Backing away to show a backdoor. Mm. Off the pitch. Mm. Um, Give yourself more time, kids. Play deep in the crease. Wendy's. I can't believe, just back to that, I can't believe it wasn't illegal that you go behind the stumps to play a shot. It might have been. Like, no, <laughs> no, no one, one really, said anything. No, no one really knew what, it was a lot like when 2020 started with, yeah, with yeah. the Aussies, you sort of go, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a hit and giggle, but Make it and now it's serious. You wouldn't do it now. Wendy's are hosting this or co-hosting this T20 World Cup. You mentioned at the top there, you weren't very impressed with some of their big stars coming back in. Frame it for us, can you? Is it their, I don't know, their attitude towards it or is it... You can't just turn the tap off and go play T20 franchise cricket and then when you play international cricket, all of a sudden just light it up. It's two totally different pieces, even yeah. though they're the same format. Yeah. I, I, different I can, intensity. I, I can see that what West Indies are trying to do. They're, they're big stars like the, the Russells and, and the Jason Holders. They're franchise players. Holders are a bit different. He's just um, declined from playing test cricket. But I, I think... West Indies cricket's going to turn around when they just put, put a line in the sand mm. and, and stop picking those players. It, it, they're not available for the, the white ball forms of the test. We've we seen in the test match when they had a bit of enthusiasm about what they do. You had um, Shamar Joseph come in and he was outstanding. Mind you, all the big bash teams mm. and IPL have just picked him up in lack now. But you can work with that squad. Mate, yep. they fielded well. They, they had a real desire to, mm. to be better in test cricket. The way they interviewed... 
every time during the summer say, no, nah, we're, we're here to to make a difference. We're here for the long haul. And, and sometimes you just got to cut the string. You, you just got to cut it off and say, you know what? You guys are not available. We're not winning with you. Yeah. We haven't qualified for for world, the last couple of World Cups. You qualified now because on your home paddock yeah. and you have to. Yeah. But it might be the stage where you start to invest your time n- not into those old players. Yes, they've been stars. Yeah, they're great in franchise cricket. But you know what? Let's start to put more time in the, the players like um, Hope, Athanasi, mm. and, and players like that. And, and maybe then West Indies cricket can take off. You might need to cut the rope with some of those older players. We'll speak to Dan Christian later in the week, actually. He's a man who knows the T20 scene around the world pretty well and what's required at international level as opposed to franchise cricket level. He knows how to win. He knows how to win. knows how to collect a tracksuit as well. I want to ask him how many of, how many he's got. He could open up his own museum. With all the tracksuits he's collected. How do, get, how do we get Dan off the golf course? <laughs> I think he's. I think we're crossing to him at a pro am. Oh, it must be. Oh, mu- it must be a long range forecast. It's <laughs> yeah. raining. There you go. Uh, that third game of the T Twenty series to um, to end the men's international summer, pretty much, happens on Tuesday. As you're listening to this today in Perth. Australia women, they beat South Africa in a pretty good one-day series, 2-1. One game three, though, by 110 runs, and it was Beth Mooney again, who's, um, geez, she's playing well, 82 not out. And El Capitan, our friend, host of the show, leader of the show, the only one that has a working pass to get into where we record these uh, heels with 60 as well. So good to see her score some runs too. Well, you know what I found interesting about this game? Mm. I think it was, is it Cape? Cap. Cap. Yeah, yeah. She came out. Marazan Cap. Yeah. yeah. Came out beforehand and say, oh, Australia have lost their aura a bit. They're not the same team without Meg Lennon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do not fire champion teams up. So they come out, had this, oh, they yeah. lost their aura. We're, we're starting to, we, we got found little ways to, to get under their skin. That's by a the dumb way, thing to say. You just lost by 110 runs. <laughs> There's no need to fire up champion teams and give them a, an opportunity to to say, okay, now this is personal. And they did that. The big players stood up. Um, Mooney, the, the captain mm. stood up. Healy went 16 all, all of a sudden. Well, the, South Africa did score wins over Australia in a T20 game and also a one-day game, which I'd let to believe that's the first time that's happened. So maybe the gap is getting close. But – I'm kind of with you. Oh, that's a first. Can we actually, Sam, can we just mark that down your diary? Just say that, (laughs) kind of with you. I just wanted to try to just get that through quietly. But you don't say that unless like eight of them have retired. Like if Perry, Healy, Mooney and Lanning all went at once, you'd go, oh, yeah. It's fair enough. They've probably lost some of their aura because they've got young yep. players coming through. But <laughs> they've still got some absolute legends in that team. It was a weird thing to say. Well, the, the thing about it, you, you say that if you can use that as a tactic. If that's yeah. a tactic, you say, okay. Plant the seed. Yeah, plant the seed, get under their, their skin. But if you do think it and you, you can't get a, a gain mm. in it, okay, I think we're, they're vulnerable here, here, and here. And then mm. we can expose that in the game. But you, you don't need to fire champion teams up. And, and this team has arguably been the one of the greatest sporting teams around the globe. They win everything they go to. So there's no need to poke the bear. So don't be surprised now. They'll come out in the test match. Australia will dominate them. And all of a sudden, um, you're eating your words. Yeah, the test match just around the corner. With your crew, because you came in when a lot of legends – departed yep. and we've, we've had that in clumps with the men's team like you, you, four or five yep. go at once all the way back to 1983 when Marsh, Lilly and Chapel yep. all went and one hit. Did you feel that 
when you came into the side that there wasn't the aura because you'd been hanging around the squad. Yeah. Obviously, you were there for the O five series and yeah. etc. There was something different about how other teams perceived the Australian team. Yeah, there, there was two ways to look at that. That the aura had obviously left where where teams weren't as intimidated before you even got on the park. Mm-hmm. Half the time with that a great Australian team before they walked on the park, that the game was over. You, yeah. You've seen that many a times, but. The other part of it is it was that exciting to see, okay, can we get out? We, we, we went down the order of bits, but can we get back to that number one mm. ranking? And I remember Ricky Ponting, we, we won a series in, in South Africa and he just stopped and, and watched us all walk off. Mm. Um, it was a Durban. We finally won the series. And, and I remember talking to him afterwards. He goes, that was one of my most satisfying wins. And I'm thinking, man, you've won everything. <laughs> like no one ever beat you. You've dominated World Cup finals. He said the reason why is South Africa were flying at, at mm-hmm. that time. They had Boucher, they had Callis, they had Smith, Davilius, Stain. Stain. Bowling in swingers. Man, <laughs> he reverses it. Perfect technique. Kids watch it. Uh, but and talking to him afterwards, he said, well, he said, oh, yeah, I had have all these great teams, but just take a young team and, mm. and to get back to number one, dominate um, South Africa in South Africa, that was one of his most satisfying mm. moments. So from us, it, it was about saying, you know what, I, I want to get back to number one. And in the end, we, we I think by the time I retired, we'd won the one day as World Cup. We, we'd won the Ashes. We're back to number one in all forms of the game. But, yeah, it was a, it was a exciting challenge to, to get back to where Australian cricket should be. Well, uh, for the women's, the test matches at the WACA starting on Thursday. Sophie Molyneux is included in the squad. Big chance of playing, and it's um, always good to see test cricket at the WACA. So we look forward to that. Going to take a little breather. Back in a moment with more glory for Australian cricket. Hads, the under-19s win the World Cup. Uh, beat India in the final. Not just beat them, dominated. Scored the highest total they batted first and scored the highest total in a world cup under 19 final which was great and india were never really capable especially after their top order got um cut through pretty easily it's a big win a satisfying win for the under 19s it's a great win mm. anytime you beat um india in a world cup events great i don't care if it's 19s water polo marbles <laughs> we just beat india <laughs> so mate that that's been an impressive tournament the, the way that this young team's played there's been some Great performers as well, young yeah, Vidla. Yeah, yeah, give us some players that caught your eye because you're always keeping yeah. um, keeping across everything that's going on. <laughs> Vidla, the, mm-hmm. the opening bowler from Queensland. He's got some good pace, but he, he was swinging the ball both ways. He, yep. he looks like he's got a good skill set, hasn't yet grown in, into his body, which is um, uh, something that will happen over the next couple of years. He's got a taste of it now. He's in the mm. Queensland program. Sam Constance, uh, mate, he got a cracker of a ball in the final. Mm. Um, big, big in, in swing and took his stumps out, but he got a hundred to get Australia. In he's already played Shield cricket net, and he's been compared to Michael Clark. Oh dear, yeah, calm so, down. Nah, yeah, he he's sort of taken the same path. The the one yeah. thing, Sam's done, no matter where he plays, whether it's school cricket, yeah. second eleven cricket, out the backyard at the beach in Cronulla, he he just gets hundreds. He, yeah. he gets hundreds at every level. So. He got a taste for, for New South Wales. He's obviously mm. um, made his debut. And another young kid that was impressive was Peak. Uh, I, I played with his dad at under-19 level. So this is the kid in the final who yep. kind of held the, yep. the end of the innings together, really nearly made a half century, yep. cracked a four off the last ball of the yep. innings to just th- – does that do something psychologically, a big shot in the last ball of the innings, even though we've all got a 40-minute break to wait? Yeah. It, it, 
I don't know. It just well, feels what, like it kind of. What it does is you forget everything else that happened when you go <laughs> in the change room. Everyone's tapping you on the back. <laughs> so what, what I've liked about him though, he, he's from Geelong. He, his old man's played a little bit for Victoria. Captain my Australian nineteens actually ninety four ninety five. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys go? Uh, we went to Pakistan. Remember with Alan Border? Yeah. Mm. Did you win? Uh, won the one day series. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so this was on a World Cup. No, we didn't play before the World, World Cup. Cups. Yeah. 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 Um, but. He, he's cricket smarts. Yeah. And it was interesting to read an article about him where his dad played the, the long game. He's a smaller kid and mm. you see that a lot now. But So he couldn't play the shots the others did at, at young age, but his dad played the long game, taught him about technique. He, he's got really good cricket smarts. So that, that's one thing that stood out with me. So there's a lot of, a lot of good cricketers, but they're the ones that I thought, mm. hang on a minute, these guys that think differently about the game. And I, and I like that peaks cricket smarts. Yeah, and it, fair, like we give the ICC a bit of a slap for the way that they administer the game all the time or try to hold them to account, but fair play for them to, for putting a, events like these on for the under-19 yeah. cricketers because it's, it's it's not the massive step we think it is in in development, but it's an important step because now these players very soon are going to be playing week in, week out. Oh, a lot of them would be in yeah. grade cricket probably. Like yeah. they would have grade school. A lot of these guys would have been good enough to play grade cricket when they were 13, 14, yeah. but now it's the – the interesting time, is it not, that they transition full-time to playing against elite men? Yeah, well, now, now they've, got, they, they've had a great taste. They, they, they've got a, a taste of what it feels like playing for Australia. They, all, all the habits that you create on those two is you, you, you take into yeah. your first-class taboo. But the other big thing out of all that as well is the Indian players. Mm. Like some of these guys might be in 18 months' time, 12 months' time, be offered a million dollars in IPL. Mm. So it's great exposure for everyone. And going away on those tournaments, you'd run the tournament exactly the same as you'd run a World Cup whether with 2020 yep. or that. So the kids get a real taste of what it feels like um, playing for Australia, all the important um, habits and behaviours that you need to, to be successful. So, yeah, now it's going to be interesting to see if they can watch and turn their success from being kids um, into the men's game. Absolutely, absolutely. There was one um, Indian bowler, he, he was rapid. Tawari. Yeah. Aman Tawari. He he was quick. I don't know how he holds his body together bowling yep. like that, but if he does, he's um, he's going to be one to watch in, in the future. So in the past 12 months, Australia has won the Women's T20 World Cup, the Men's World Test Championship Final, the 50-over Men's One Day World Cup, and the Men's Under-19 World Cup. Dominating. Dominating. And, and that's... The, and, Best cricketing nation on the planet. 100%. And that's mm. the the one thing. We, we expect that, though. We expect that from any of our sporting teams that lead these shores that, that we dominate. So Because if it's not, it's a crisis. Yeah. It's it's either we're the best yeah. or it's a crisis. Argus There's nothing in between. You lose, you lose a World Cup or a national Argus review comes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, risers and fallers. To the risers, the hundreds of people who comment, commented on our post when you were away last week, Hads, we put it out there with Hills and, and Ferg who dropped in for us, the best looking shot in the game. Some popular picks were, and they gave us examples as well, which was great because it was about an on-drive. something yeah. about an on-drive. And then I threw up, oh, there's, is there nothing more beautiful than a, a cover drive or a nice flick off the pads, Mark War style? Some popular picks, Ricky Ponting's pull shot, Damian Martin's cover drive uh, off front and back foot, yep. Jacques Callis' cover drive, Brian Lara cover drive. Hads? Well, Your favourite with the player attached to it? Well, you know what I find interesting about those shots? Damian Martin's cover drive, front or back foot, yes, beautiful on the eye. Callis's cover drive, Lara's cover drive. What about Steve Orr's slog sweep? <laughs> <laughs> 
if you get hold of the cover drive, it goes to four. And Stephen got hold yeah. of a slog sweep. That's uh, six. I, I tell you a funny story about that. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen come back just before the 2003 World Cup yeah. and, and we're playing South Australia at, at North Sydney and Jason Gillespie's bowling. And, and I was uh, batting, I think all the big boys were batting, so it's six or seven. And he said, I'll oh, put the pads on, Jason Gillespie's bowling, and slog sweep him. Hits the same length all the time. And I thought, <laughs> I can't do that, but I can't say no to Stephen. They said, yeah, 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 mate, I'm happy to do it. And I remember putting my pads on. I know of Dom Thorne, he was 12th man or something yeah. like that. And I said, did you hear what he said? He goes, yeah. He said, you're going to do it? I said, nah, but I can't say that. Anyway, I'm halfway through putting my pads on. It took me about an hour and a half, I reckon. Um, and Tug goes, you know what, don't worry. I'll do it. <laughs> and I said, mate, you sure? I'm, I'm ready to go. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like when uh, yeah. your better half says, I'll wash up. Yeah. And you go, oh, you sure? I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You go yeah. and do it. Yeah. Anyway, he went out. <laughs> he went out, did it? He went bang, 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 three six in a row, oh, played no the way. shot. He came off, said, see, he hits the same length. I go, yeah, mate, I was ready for it. I'm sitting there, said to Dom, <laughs> Dom goes, you wouldn't have done that. I said, no way in the world. <laughs> That's why guys like uh, the Wars, Ponting, Lara, they, they, would, they could do things and, and think so differently to, yeah. to how the rest of us did. But, mate, I was ready for it. That sounds more gutsy than pretty to, to be able to have the cojones to, to go and actually do that. As you're telling that story yeah. of almost bravery from Stephen War, there's one shot that I remember from my childhood a lot and I would put it down as a brave shot rather than a pretty shot or yeah. whatever like that. It was Alan Border. Facing the West Indies, yeah, bowling at his neck, yeah, and the way that he used to able to like just put his um, yeah. Duncan Fernley up near his neck yeah. and just fend off all the yeah. time. It's the like, Godfather. Oh, how tough yeah. was AB? But you look at everyone's record, and, and he's got the eleven thousand runs at fifty. Then, but you, you go back and look at the mm. era who he had to face, yeah. like Marshall, Holden, everyone, and. He just stood up to him. He's a godfather of Australian cricket. Doing that shit. Mate, mate hit him in the ribs. He stared him down. <laughs> mate, the best player miss and fucking get through the next ball, cut it. Mate, he was a godfather. Absolutely. Uh, and Shamar Joseph is a riser for us as well. IPL gig. Mark Wood, he replaces him, the, the English uh, fast bowler. Like for like at Lucknow <laughs> yeah, in terms it, of pace. It's going to be interesting because um, Shamar Joseph's going to get a lot of offers around the world because, w one, the character he's shown when mm. he got the ball in his hand. He, he bowled 12 overs straight that, that last day of the test. He got hit in the toe mate, and he got quicker and quicker. So he's, he's got, obviously got the IPL chasing him now. He's found a team with Justin Langer at Lucknow. Mm. But he also said, I'm always going to prioritise test cricket. So let's just hope that doesn't change. He, he's only yeah. new to the game. So but we love watching him. He's exciting. But one thing that can happen is all of a sudden you do well and you, you play this tournament, another one here. All of a sudden you come to test cricket and your pace goes down. It becomes a lot harder. So let's yeah. hope he's still a shining light in test cricket. Fallers, any? Apart from us not being able to get in the building with our passes not oh, working. The fallers nearly have to be the, the South African women team for firing up uh, healing the girls. <laughs> yeah, we've mentioned that. Like, yeah. Yeah, Just do yeah, not do it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't poke the bear. You, you, you've got mm. a bit of momentum going your way. Internally talk about it, but sometimes with a, a team like Australia who you just need that little bit of extra edge to, to lose it, a, a little bit sloppy at times, but don't poke the bear. Mate, happy that you've got nothing to whinge about. No fallers. Oh, also, actually, a faller for you. 
and it's personal reasons, so we don't know exactly the, the whole reason why, but Virat Kohli missing the rest of the series for India against yeah. England. That, that's, that's not uh, great for the series, but especially for India as well. Yeah, our, our thoughts go out and you hope. You, you never like to see anyone miss a test match when they say for personal reasons. Mm. So, And we've seen Leach go home as well. You've got Harry Brook at home for personal reasons, but they, they thought Leach was going to be able to come up. Actually, mm. they, had, they had the 10 days in Dubai. They couldn't get the swelling out of his knees. So, yeah, that looks a pretty serious. But you're, you're right. You, you want to see in the marquee series mm. players like Coley playing. So that is Willow Talk for this edition. Hads, great to have you back. See you later in the week. Always, I go find a key for the building. <laughs> have a good one, everyone.